This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Nathan Hartman, and today is a special kind of episode we're calling Rat Chats. These are smaller one-on-one or two-on-one, depending, conversations uh, with different people in the theme park community. Uh, less panel, more sort of... Uh, you know, smaller chat situation. Um, and today, uh, we are joined, of course, by Dave, who was unable to join us for our D23 episodes. Hello, Dave. Howdy, y'all. It's good to have you. It's good. Um, good to be back. Lucky you. You get to, like, think through everything. We just sort of spitballed all of our uh, initial reactions uh, <laughs> and, and lots of uh, exhausted disappointment. And we'll talk more about that. Um, but with us today, a very special guest, a writer and associate editor for CinemaBlend.com, who focuses on that theme park beat. You know him, you love him on just Twitter. It's Dirk Libby. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's let's just, you know, I'm just going to kind of, I've spitballed all my opinions out and, and, and said everything on the last podcast. So I'm going to let you guys sort of lead. But my, my first thought for the both of you is, uh, let's just talk about D23 overall. Was it a successful convention for Disney or... Was it a lackluster uh, sort of uh, celebration? I, I mean, I, I suppose it's the answer to that depends on kind of what angle you want to take. Um, you know, from a from a uh, PR perspective, uh, which is certainly one perspective you can't ignore. Uh, I think it was very successful. I mean, the Disney name was everywhere for a weekend and yeah. all the Marvel, all the Star Wars, all the whatever, whatever you were into, you know, even if you're only into it a little bit, you you got your your fix whether you were in the building or not um and i think from that perspective um i think it worked out pretty well um you know for for the fans and i mean i think that really gets very that gets variable because every <laughs> every fan is looking for something a little bit different so some sure. people i'm sure walked away very happy with what they saw and heard and others definitely not so much. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like the list, the, the fan that was watching stuff and Twitter from home is probably the worst off. We didn't get any merch from home. We didn't get to see the things live that we wanted to see, but we got, you know, it's like, at least you can leave the convention and be like, I got a cool thing. Like at the, at the very least, but here mm-hmm. it's like, well, they got yeah. to see stuff. I didn't get to see and and that sort of stuff. But uh, I mean, I mean, for me, me, yeah, the thing to remember for me is I always have to remind myself, oh, right, this was created because they didn't want to deal with Comic-Con anymore and they (laughs) wanted to control every message they had, right? So So they went to (laughs) Comic-Con. Right. Anyone expecting any of this to be any in any way, shape or form editorial uh, for the public is sorely mistaken. This is this is their advertising dollars being spent by them for them with the most targeted, precise messaging they can come up with. And whether or not you like that messaging, they really don't care, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, th- that's why they created this platform. It's why, <laughs> I, I, it's why I went the first year and went, got it. I know what this is. I never have to go back. Um, and even this weekend, I didn't follow it uh, every step of the way. I waited until everything was done and then just watched little recap videos on YouTube because that's all I needed to see. Um, although, uh, even though I was home, I did get some merch because my minions got the Tron stuff that I wanted <laughs> for me. Um, thank you for you listeners out there who helped me out. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know. Is it a success? Uh, um, 
I don't know, it, when is advertising successful or not? Did yeah. it reach its audience? Then great, it's a success. Are, are you happy with it? Uh, am I happy with it? Um, no, I don't think, I, I've, I've, I've kind of left any expectation for that by the wayside a long time ago. Mm. Um, and there were some things that, I, there were things that per, maybe perk up. I loved seeing the, the whole costume in Mando. That was kind of fun. Like it's a nothing burger in terms of an announcement. We knew they were going to do it eventually. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's really hard to parse out as a success or not when I know that what its purpose is, and that's not sure. to get you excited about things. They, <laughs> it, it really isn't, to be yeah. honest. Um, let's uh, turn our attention just a little bit uh, before we get dive into some of the panels and things like that. Um, I want to talk about Bob Chapek, and I just want to talk about him as in uh, the new bearded, sweatered, doing New York Times interviews, um, convivial uncle bob um it was so calculated to make him uncle bob like the beard as soon as i saw it i'm like oh really are we doing this now (laughs) is there gonna be a fireside chat next (laughs) oh lord it was so calculated jerk thoughts um i thought it was much more obadiah stain than uh than than uncle bob uh I mean, that was my first thought when I saw him. And like, and I, I mean, I, hey, it's, you know, Bob Chapik is who Bob Chapik is. Right. And, you know, <laughs> as, as somebody who in a previous career, like I was in sales and like, I was not, you know, I was in sales and I was very good at selling the product. I was not the best salesman when it came to like, being your buddy the mm. way a lot of salesmen really like that's their thing yeah. and that's but and like and so i appreciate bob chapik because that's who bob chapik is sure. like bob chapik is not your buddy and he's not very good at being that sort of ceo um he's the numbers guy he's the guy who's going to make all the numbers go up yeah uh, up until you know the end of the universe um and he's good and i think he's probably pretty good at that part of it he's not good so much at the other part his job requires him to still do the other part. And so he's doing the best that he can with it. Um, you know, I don't, I, my, 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 any issues I have with Bob Chapik's decisions uh, are independent of what I think of him as a person uh, sure. because, because, you know, yeah, like he's, you, yeah, you can tell he's, he's trying to figure out how to do this part of the job yeah, because it's the yeah. part he's not comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and, and the part you know, that his predecessor excelled at. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. So he's got to he's got to compete with that because, yeah, he's not comfortable with this part of the job um, and he may never be like maybe he'll maybe he'll get there. You know, practice makes perfect. Maybe he will eventually become more comfortable in that space. Um, but he might he might never do that. Yeah. We might spend the next five years watching sort of the evolution of of Bob Chapek's public persona. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's interesting. I feel like he, the best analogy I can think of for him is. Uh, he is as if Roy had been the lead and Walt had been the side guy, um, like mm-hmm. at the beginning, like it's, it's not necessarily like what he's doing is his thought process is bad, but it's just, it's sort of not what Disney is known for. It's, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and that of course brings up Josh tomorrow, who's going around making memes for TikTok and uh, like <laughs> auditioning so hard. Uh, for the big man's job, I, I yeah. think he's. I mean, even when you watch that theme park panel, you just kind of go, "Damn!" Like, 
Demaro, as much as he he was, if anything, I came out of the theme park panel. I came out going, uh, for telling me almost nothing. Uh, you were very good at it. Like, yeah, yeah. I right. think you know, right. it's it's an interesting, it's interesting seeing him decide at a larger scale at events like that how he wants to represent himself too. And that dichotomy is so distinct. You kind of want josh and bob to like just share whatever that right. is because uh, <laughs> you can feel that right right i mean in a way the one the the only sort of the biggest comfort i took away from the very little i saw of jpeg stuff as well at least he's saying the quiet parts out loud now right <laughs> yeah, like sure. the whole you know denver family once every five years thing is like well there it is that like yeah. it or not at least he's saying it you know yeah um, yeah yeah, but that Denver family, of course, spending yeah. more money than than I as an annual pass holder, which is the point. He's which like, is the point, right? I'm trying to make right. it. It's also a lie. There's no space for them, but we can get into that at some point <laughs> yeah. as well. Right. Um, right. So uh, let's just hit the the film and TV panels. We'll just mush everything together from day one and day two. Was there uh, anything that stood out to you? Any exciting announcements that you both were interested in, Dirk? What do you think? Um, I, not, not necessarily. Um, I was, I mean, I mean, I thought everything that, that they talked about was fine. And I mean, I only saw the stuff that they released publicly. So, um, you know, there may have been some interesting stuff that, that the, the folks in the room got to see. Um, but, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm like, like now I'm trying to think like, what, (laughs) like, what did they, what did they announce that we didn't already know was, was coming um, you know, a little bit from Pixar, I guess. I think they talked a little bit about a couple of their future projects that, that yeah. they hadn't announced yet. Um, but like that's and that stuff so far out that it's, you know, it's all concept art. So, yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, I'm certainly I'm looking forward to all the various movies that I was already looking forward to. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing much changes. It's uh, yeah. yeah, they were all yeah. Ex- I was excited about it anyway. So, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think I mean, I think, you know, everybody was everybody was kind of half or more than half expecting like a fantastic forecasting announcement yeah. and we, did, and we yeah. didn't get that. But the other thing, the other thing that we got in that was we'll tell you more about it in two years, which means that movie is way out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, so of course we didn't get a casting announcement because they are, they are more than two years away from even talking about that movie. So of course, like, of course we didn't get a casting announcement. Yeah. I mean, like, it's weird I, to, it's weird to have a moment where you're like, the only news we have is there's no news and you won't have it for a while. You try to right. not say that on a stage. I think I, well, well, actually, that I, now, that you, now that you mentioned that, that does remind me of, of one of the things that I, I was curious about was because they didn't they didn't even mention uh, Guardians 3. And I guess part, not of that was, part of that was James Gunn, I guess, is busy editing. And so he wasn't there. And so they weren't going to make it part of the show. Right. But they also didn't even say... James Gunn wanted to be here, but he can't be because he's making the movie and we're all very excited about it. Right. The other movie that they didn't touch on at all was Blade. Right. Um, which I thought, again, like, even if you don't really have anything that you can say, I feel like, you know, a a a reference to the fact that, yes, it is coming, like, as you're going through the calendar would have been, would not have been out of place. And so I did mm-hmm. find it a little odd that they didn't even do that much. Yeah, just bring Mahershala on Skype real quick and be like, oh, I'm excited to be here. And right. then like, yeah. bye. Like, you don't the have whole, to do much. The whole thing felt like, um, you know, uh, a cavalcade instead of a parade. It was like Battle of the Network stars. Here's a bunch of stars that we're going to bring on stage. Um, I think the two things that stuck out for me were um, it was really nice to see the uh, Werewolves by Night yeah. trailer, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I was like, are they going to actually do something sc- actually scary? And that tease us with 
Multiverse of Madness and it, it isn't the horror movie they said it was going to be because this right. looks like a horror movie. It certainly looks it. Um, and then seeing an extended trailer for Secret Invasion was nice because it was like uh, nice to see the arc of it being a paranoia thriller kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing else that was announced on stage was, like you said, nothing we hadn't heard before. Uh, other than I will say, uh, um, uh, uh, what was it? Captain America, New World Order sounds interesting. To, um, yeah, as I mentioned on the last podcast when we talked about this, um, like for me at the very least, it was this sort of um, like like uh, like you tie you finally tied that knot, and you were like, okay, the leader is here. I don't that little spoiler from a movie thirteen years ago is fi- <laughs> like okay, like good, like I can I can rest well, like it's yeah. like seeing that final piece like in those weird twitter videos or whatever like you know they, they slice the thing just right you're like oh that okay perfect like, that's exactly kind of how that felt <laughs> right, um right. are we uh and uh, you mentioned werewolves by night and i was thinking um uh, yeah it looks it looks fun it's got harriet samson harris in it who played bb glazer on fraser and she was in yeah. um uh licorice pizza and like yeah. she's hamming it up real good and I'm fine. Anytime you want to do that, like I'm fine with it. So the, it's... the tone was interesting though, because the trailer, I couldn't like, there's enough sort of jump scare ish stuff mm-hmm. happening, but yet they're also choosing to make it like an old thirties universal horror trailer. Yeah. Like, is it going to be camp? Is it meant to be funny? Is it scary? Jury's still out, but it was enough yeah. there for me to go. All right. That's the most interesting thing I saw the whole time. Um, and so it was, I got because it was Marvel, but it didn't look like Marvel. <laughs> no, not at all. Not right. at all. It's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, are we reaching saturation when it comes to some of this <laughs> stuff? This is a conversation we have a lot, and and I feel like when I have to sit down at this Thanksgiving breakfast table of or you know of of a D twenty three, and I go, Good God, like really, like all of it. Um, thoughts? Do you feel like I feel? I feel like the rabbit and pancakes in in Wreck It Ralph, like pull, pulling, <laughs> reluctantly pulling yeah. the pancakes into my mouth. Um, I, you know, I think that's a really good question. I don't think again. I don't think they care if you think it is sure. reach saturation. It's going to happen. So to me, it's more like I'm not going to be overwhelmed by it. I'm simply probably going to be a little choosier about what I watch and what I engage with. You know, yeah. there are shows that I got two episodes in. And I'm like, nope, not for me. So, um, but there's ones that surprise me, like She-Hulk is making me laugh and I hope mm-hmm. Madison gets a spinoff. Um, <laughs> like she is pure, pure chaos, hundred percent chaos. And I'm so Madison shorts. I could see oh, Madison shorts. Yeah. Shorts. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, of course it's going to be saturated. I think the big difference is, um, what's the, what's the new hero set that are the bad guys, uh, the sort of suicide squad, Thunderbolts. Uh, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts, yeah. Thunderbolts, right. Okay. So to me, that's like, all right, this is a different take. It's it's not the rah-rah heroes banding together. That could be a whole new tone and a whole new feel for this uh, phase. And mm-hmm. may, maybe that'll engage me in a different way. And so seeing different product like so far, like She-Hulk and things, where I go, all right, that's a different take on what a Marvel thing can be. Hopefully, you can keep that up and keep those plates spinning. Because even in the previous phases, that's what kept me interested was not the heroes, was the moment we got to like, um, uh, 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 Captain America Winter Soldier and I went oh they're making a 1970s paranoia thriller sure. I'm in. it's no longer an origin story it's no longer save the world story it's a very different kind of film and I'm like alright keep that up and show me a different application of these characters and stories to style and I might stay interested if it's going to be more superhero origin stories and smash bang to save the planet I'm going to lose interest really fast 
Yeah, no, I, I would absolutely agree with with all of that. I mean, I think that's I I, I think that's it, that seems to be what Marvel is very much doing intentionally to prevent that saturation feel is to yeah. broaden what a Marvel story is, and so Marvel can be, you know, the lawyer comedy She Hulk, and it can also <laughs> be werewolves by night. Yeah, and it can still be you know the next Avengers movie, um, and it can be all of those things, and you know, yeah, and maybe. And, you know, maybe you're going to like, you know, you're absolutely you're going to like some of these more than others. Um, and that's OK. And maybe one of these things, you know, actually succeeds in attracting a customer that isn't already there and is right. like, oh, hey, you know, I wasn't I didn't care about superhero stuff. But the She-Hulk thing is hilarious. Maybe I yeah. should check out more of this Marvel stuff. Um, and I think that that definitely helps helps keep the the. The interest because you're like okay no this all right it's a new, it's a new Marvel show but it's not like the other Marvel show so it's it's different enough that I can I can what, come to it in with a, a feeling fresh rather than like oh we've done this again when mm-hmm. are we gonna have our first when are we gonna have our first Marvel Merchant Ivory film right <laughs> or <laughs> or <laughs> our I first mean, Marvel period costume drama I mean I wouldn't say no I wouldn't There's say no lot. I'd I'd be very you interested. Know. Anytime they want to do more World War II stuff, I'm always I'm always for right. it. Um, right. And uh, you know, another way I've looked at this is like, uh, you know, there are it's where the merchandise for Marvel stuff gets bought. It's like you need something for the Walmart crowd, and you need something for the Hot Topic crowd, and you need something for like, you know, the the high end Macy's crowd, and like the like there are different <laughs> groups. They're gonna buy difference. I'm just trying to think like Bob, you know, and and, and I think uh, Scarlet Witch is gone, and they're you know Guardians need like Guardians are kind of ending, and you need that kind of like uh, rough family. I think Thunderbolts might fill that void. I think I can see where they're trying to go, and you're you're right. I yeah. think some shifts might help. And um, let's talk about a film that is also a theme park, so we can kind of get in there. But Haunted Mansion um, is officially a movie that stars Jared Leto. Um, where do we stand on this thing? Uh, and why is it, it is it hitting anyone's buttons correctly, or is the tone already feeling off? I you know I mean having not seen anything, uh, I you know I don't I don't really know yet, but I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. Um, you know I like <laughs> I, I, I like I like all the people in that cast. Um, they have been in they have all been in movies that I have liked. Sure. Um, and you know so yeah let's let's do it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's not, you know, and you know, and we tried it once and it didn't work out. So maybe the second time is is what we need to do. I think that's I'm kind of more like I, I don't I hold a lot sacred about the mansion. I mean, I, I I have had a blueprint of the mansion over my desk since high school. I have a tattoo based on that mansion. Like I, I'm, it is my origin story, creatively and professionally, in a lot of ways. But I'm also like, ugh, you've heard so much about this. The Eddie Murphy film was neither here nor there. Guillermo del Toro probably would have done something great, but that didn't happen. So I'm like, all right, Justin Simeon's a good filmmaker. But I did perk up when I found out that, um, uh, um, uh, hang on, I'm blanking, um, who came out on stage with him. Um, um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis, excuse me. I had a 52-year-old moment there, sorry. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, let's let's back up. You can edit that out. Uh, so I really <laughs> probably not. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, probably not. Uh, crap. This is um, one of those raw I'm ones. I'm dumb. People, folks, I'm old. <laughs> Just let it ride. Don't 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 at me, please. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome. And so the minute I saw she, uh, I saw that she was involved, and that I guess she's going to be Leota. Mm-hmm. Is is the is the current 
poop. Uh, I think that's great, and she's awesome. And and um, if it has a if Leota has a bigger role than she did in the previous one, then maybe that'll be awesome. But again, three's still out, so we know exactly what mm-hmm. kind of movie they're making. I don't really know. You know, I like what you said on, online, Nathan. The only reason that Magic Kingdom is getting a hatbox ghost is because it's being paid for by the production because he's a character in the film. Right. Um, and you are a thousand percent correct about that. There's no way <laughs> no, no. that's not that was happening without the movie. You know. No. Not at all. Uh, yeah. We, we, you know, at this point, uh, being an Imagineer is waiting to hear what the marketing of a movie will give you, it seems. Um, yeah. uh, and that leads us into a larger discussion about uh, all sorts of stuff. I guess we'll go just kind of go by park. Uh, you brought up uh, hop, hat, Hatbox Ghost, so let's go with Magic Kingdom. We got Happily Ever After returning. Uh, Tron Coaster is <laughs> opening in spring. <laughs> I don't know why anyone thought it was going to open in uh, the end of this year, but uh, I was hoping February, um, but here we are. Um, and then uh, you, you have to realize, though, that, that Memorial Day weekend is mm-hmm. summer in Disney parlance, which True. means that spring could be February. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's very valid. That's very valid. They Their schedule's a little different. Um any thoughts on any of that? Are we are we excited about happily ever after coming back? Is uh, well, is, is that a shock? Is it, did we did we get any real confirmation? Because like Josh started to like hedge a little bit. Hmm. Are we are we actually getting like the actual happily ever after complete show, or are we getting a new show with the same song? Or I think that's what we're. Else? I think we're getting the hundredth <laughs> anniversary variation of happily ever after as well. Okay. Gathering because everybody so, else is getting a, a new show, right? So exactly. Okay. I would assume that's the case. Well, you I mean, get a like, new show, and you get a new show, and you get a new show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, a, you know, I think, I think everyone, you know, cl- I mean, clearly everybody seemed to like Happily Ever After. They were all very disappointed when it went away and got replaced by something they didn't like as much. Yeah. Um, so one assumes that, you know, this, you know, the, 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 the 100th anniversary version of Happily Ever After will at worst be like, you know, the third iteration of Journey into Imagination. Maybe, <laughs> it, maybe it isn't as good as the first version I loved, but at least it's better than the second one they gave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that's I think that that'll be the worst case scenario. And so, yeah, sure. I mean, like Heavenly Raptor is great. Like, I love it. It's it's a fantastic show. So I'm absolutely glad that it's coming back in whatever iteration it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't have much of an opinion on it because I actually haven't seen it. I'm such a West Coast well, snob. You, you I'm are a West Dis- Coast snob. I'm a Disneyland Forever and um, and Wishes fan. I've never seen that Labor after, so maybe I gotta go see it before it closes. I guess. Well, you're gonna, yeah. Well, wait until Enchantment is done, and then you can come down here. Because don't waste, okay. don't waste your time. Um, okay. okay, here's here's the. I don't know if this is. I I feel like Dirk. I've asked you this as a journalist. I don't know how you word this in a in an article. It's not a rumor, and it's not news. Uh, it is somehow <laughs> a bunch of people. I feel like live pitching stuff to josh tomorrow like it's an episode of of shark tank um that was we, so weird yeah hold on. that whole segment we, was so weird to be fair to be fair i would i would watch imagineering shark tank to be fair yeah, I, sure. as, as would i as would i disney plus please um uh coco Encanto, and villains are coming to the area behind uh the way i sort of worded it is i think the way it would kind of go is like kind of finish off the loop and villains would mm. connect to Haunted Mansion, is my guess, is how mm, they would mm-hmm. plan it, um, which is nice, but it's not really. It's what is this? What is I, this? Well, I, I mean, that's. I mean, there's a the answer to your to your you know 
question there is that there's a reason that I've only really talked about this part of the presentation on Twitter and I haven't written much about it. And the answer is <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Um, it's because it is. It's totally weird. Um, I, I, I don't know what that was. It felt like it. I mean, it felt like on the one hand, it was like, oh, hey, we're in a room with all of our super fans. And so maybe this is something that they would find interesting. Um, and I and I I mean I did I thought sure. like okay like seeing stuff in this early phase was like interesting from a sort of academic perspective, but yeah like it honestly felt it honestly felt like there was probably somebody with a with a some sort of a meter off stage checking to see like okay when they said villains land how loud did the crowd get yeah. when they the said Moana, yeah. the applause yeah how loud did the crowd get because we're not sure what we're going to do so let's see what the fans think and then well, maybe that'll help us figure yeah, it out weird weather let's, ballooning yeah yeah let's i mean but but again just putting on my professional hat for a minute looking sure. at the, that artwork and hearing those announcements um they have probably done full attraction con concepts not no sure. budgets no nothing They've probably done multiple concepts for each one of those brands and are still just sort of throwing, seeing it what sticks uh, with the finance people and with capital. Because remember, they're, they're still not going to spend any capital on these parks for a while. Like, that's just not going to happen. Anything that was under construction was being built. But that's the, the biggest reason that that announcement was the way it was is there probably is work, uh, uh, substantial work done on those brands and those attractions that they're never going to talk about because none of it has been slotted for any particular pile of money yet and won't be for mm -hmm. quite a while so it's like uh, sure blue sky okay tell us all about blue sky but we know where that goes because it often goes nowhere well and you sort of wonder that like if you were to the, the moment we know that there is there actually is going to be like a coco or an Encanto land that's almost a guarantee that there's going to be a sequel like it it feels like it feels like they push these things out and they sort of are waiting to see I, th I think they had decided both these movies as franchises are sticking, right? In the same way that they brought out that walk-along kind of human light year and they were like, hey, well, hmm, maybe. And then everyone was like, no. And they were like, all or, right, forget it. We never made the movie. It's, it's don't, we don't, it, you know, it, all the tomorrow, you could just, you could hear the Tomorrowland plans like going into the trash. Yeah, um, trash can sound on, on when you trash things at a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, let's let's act like this is a thing. Let's act like these are three lands that have a potential of okay. occurring. Which of these three are you most excited about, Derek? What do you think? Um. Well, I mean, I think I think the the villains land in Magic Kingdom, I think, definitely has a lot of potential, just because it because that's I mean, that's a much broader yeah. sort of canvas than. You know, because with that, you're talking potentially about characters for multiple movies, not just Coco or Encanto. Um, I mean, you know, certainly I would, you know, I you know, I would love to see some sort of a, you know, Encanto house attraction using, you know, Mystic Manor or some sort of, of, of course. you know, ride structure like that sounds that. awesome. But yeah. yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that now, please. Um, but I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the villain's land is definitely uh, also very exciting. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, well, going back, uh, just half a step, I wanted, I just wanted to say, cause the one, the, the problem with all this, because we're, they are so early is, you know, we are sort of speaking theoretically of if these things happen, well, some of them may happen and some of them may not yeah. at all. And when that is like, you know, and it, and in four years when they officially confirm that villains land is happening, but Coco is not or whatever, like, or, you know, I mean, they'll never speak of Coco. They'll just never talk about it again. Yeah. Like that's, it's going to be like people, people who wanted that are going to be like, Hey, what happened to that thing that you said was going to happen? 
I think from a from a from a park planning and audience perspective, um, villains is the most likely. Sure. Um, and, and the only reason for that that I say that is that you know the the idea of a villain's park or a villain's island or a villain's land or whatever goes back to the to the nineties to the Disney decade, and back then it was a direct response to IOA and Bush Gardens. It was like, how do we put in a bunch of coasters and thrill rides so that teenagers and young adults don't look at the Magic Kingdom as the kids' park, um, which is why Tron went in, frankly, um, right next to its very similar counterpart, Space Mountain. <laughs> um, that park has a an audience problem when you look at the thrill rides in the other parks now. And so to me, the villains from a marketing perspective are not the same audience when you start talking about what those attraction experiences that center around villainy can be because yeah. they they center right on thrill rides. So for mm-hmm. me, it, it, it's the more likely to happen because that's what that park needs now. It doesn't necessarily need more kids stuff or family stuff. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's, it would, speaking of a hot topic, it's it's for the hot topic crowd. Like it's yeah, 100%. It's 100%. Um, it's, it's those who pay for you know, the Halloween events and, yeah. and kind of do all that stuff. And yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's certainly got a, a better shot simply because it doesn't have to hope that one concept, one intellectual property, one story is going to hold ground right. inside of a culture. I think what's interesting is the other two though, have like really been grabbed on by the cultures they represent. Yes. And so you, you have an opportunity for, for those people to join. Well, and what was so interesting and something I believe Sarah brought up in our last episode, which was, you know, it seems like Coco would go to the West Coast because it's closer to that demographic <laughs> than the than over here. Um, but and it might. We don't yes. God, they're just they're coming up with these ideas. It doesn't I, mean that they, they all have to end up in the Magic Kingdom, even though that's where they said they were gonna well, come up. They're redoing Tarzan's treehouse right now and haven't said what it is. So but, yeah, you know, that's my money is on a canto. But I think that the, the, the broader cultural, that's a really good point. The broader cultural sense is that even though it's not a direct match to um, an audience uh, in Florida, they do have a very large South American audience. They do. That, uh, mm-hmm. Larger than the West Coast. So, um, which e- even Coco would certainly sort of lean that direction, even if it doesn't, you know, map directly. Um, mm-hmm. Of the two, personally, I think I want to ride on the back of that tiger flying thing from Coco so bad. Like to, just visiting the land of the dead to me is such a great dark ride mm-hmm. of some sort of some sort. It's I flood of passage. Mis- That's what they were it's, doing. <laughs> it's, it's flood of passage. It's going to be flood of passage. Yeah. But again, the cue for that and the, 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 the stepping into that world physically before you do some sort of, you know, um, flying adventure. But I, I'm on, I'm 50, 50 for both of those. I think they're both great. I'm with you, Stephen. I think the, the mystic manor idea for encounter just writes itself. Like that's, that's a no-brainer and such a good ride and such a great ride system that it would fit really well. But but my money would be on villains first. Mm. Um, uh, any thoughts more about Magic Kingdom before we move on? No, we're exhausted. No. All right. We're going to go on to Epcot. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of news. Uh, Harmonious is getting replaced for the 100th um, because they need something for the 100th. Wink, wink. Wink. Um, uh, Dave, did you ever get to see Harmonious? You were down here. I in bed. never did. I never did. I know. Don't worry. I don't think they're going to get I've rid of I've watched those. it on video. I've watched it on video. That was all I needed. Yeah, those paperweights aren't going anywhere either way. So, <laughs> well, well, that's the that's the thing, right? I mean, it's like okay, like people are, you know, like I mean, I I've seen Harmonious. I thought it was I thought it was a pretty great show overall. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody is super thrilled about it, but most of the reason the people for the people who aren't super thrilled about it, the thing they're not super thrilled about are 
you know, the barges. Yeah, hundred percent. And, bar- and the barges aren't going anywhere. They are going to no. be part of whatever replaces <laughs> harmonious. So, like, if you know, don't get too excited if that's what you're excited about because that part's not going to change. Yeah. Can, can I make one request for the Imagineers out there listening to this? Can I make one? Please center that show on the center line of the park. Mm. That center yeah. barge bugs the crap out of me that it's yeah. like ten feet off. Like yeah. that park is an axial design. Like, oh, it drives me nuts. Anyway, minor, yeah. minor point, minor point, minor point. But boy, is it a big. Like you would get ten points from me uh, of positivity just if you fix that little just thing. Just that, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, uh, journey of uh, journey. Is it of water or into water? Journey of water. I of water. water. Uh, Journey of water and that whole center area will be ready for the 40th. No, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be ready uh, by 2024. Um, uh, I, why Why is this taking so long? Is, do we know? I, is, uh, who knows? I, I mean, I, I'm all for it. I mean, first of all, let's just, let me just say something really blunt and from an industry, industry perspective. Walkthroughs don't work. Walkthroughs never work. It's why the Haunted Mansion was turned into a ride. At the scale that Disney operates, walkthroughs are terrible because they bottleneck and yada, yada, yada. Having said that, I love anytime environmental activation happens in a park, and that park has been devoid of that for a very, very, very long time. So if anything, just to have this oasis of loveliness to walk through, regardless of what the story or educational content is, I think is a plus for that park. So I'm just worried that when it opens, it will have lines and queues for something that is supposed to be, you know, casual stroll through. And that's not going to be like that for the first two years, you know? Yeah. Maybe they figure something out that I don't know. Maybe they are pulsing people. Maybe it's more of a pulsed experience that I'm giving it credit for. But even then, um, that's why walkthroughs don't work at, sca- yeah. at the scale of what we're doing. Dirk, you wrote a, a, an article uh, just, I believe it came out today, maybe yesterday, uh, about the things that were uh, sort of missing uh, from the announcements. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I'm not sure you, you, you've talked about Epcot a little bit in that, um, but uh, did you mention at all the 40th and in the lack of discussion of the 40th? Um, I, I did not. That was, I, I probably should have now that you mentioned it, but I, <laughs> I did not, uh, I did not bring that up specifically. But yeah, no, that was. That was weird because like it looked like that was where they were going to start the presentation. Like the first mm-hmm. thing, almost the first thing out of DeMaro's mouth be talking about all the celebrations was the 40th. And then it was like, I mentioned that it's happening and now I'm moving on to something else. <laughs> um, and that was definitely strange. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, and yeah, and it's going to be weird to have like the 40th celebration starting in 2023 when like the park isn't even fully open yet i mean mm-hmm. hopefully I mean, it can... starts yeah i mean it's like october right it's it's yeah. down it's yeah, it's I mean, almost it's, here it's, and yeah. there's no it's... sign that it's going to matter <laughs> right yeah. which is strange um yeah i don't know uh i mean i mean i love epcot so i'm definitely looking forward to those walls going away and mm. and that park being sort of complete again um and yeah, I mean, and maybe they're, you know, they're still like, they've decided that they're just going to go straight from the 50th of Walt Disney World into the 100th of Disney. And we're just not going to worry too much about Epcot's 40th. Right. And and the Epcot purists, you know, you and, and 
I've now heard the voice of thousands of Epcot purists screaming in the darkness. Um, <laughs> I mean, there'll be merch. They'll always have oh, anniversary. Oh, there's sports. always going to be merch. Of course. There's, there's always, always money to be made. Merch. But yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of one of those things that definitely should have uh, shown up for the 40th um, and something I thought might have shown up for the 35th uh, when I first moved here uh, <laughs> is there's going to be a figment meet and greet uh, that is back uh, after we don't know the type we don't know if it's tiny figment or big figment or you know there's been a lot of iterations of figment over the years it's just popcorn bucket figment with a moving <laughs> mouth yeah yeah, yeah uh but apparently that technology <laughs> takes a long time to to you know transform a well, popcorn bucket because it's not coming for a couple years but is it like is it dream finder or is it figment on its own sound like is just it, figment it, yeah I yeah. think we're pretending the Dreambinder doesn't exist, right? We're still pretending he's like been, mm-hmm. he's been retconned out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a little bit. Um, thoughts on that? Is 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 it odd that Figment isn't coming sooner? Is it weird that it's just? Is it weird to even announce it as a thing this early? It, it well, I mean, I think it definitely it definitely well, it's not weird because apparently that's what Disney just does now. Um, mm. is they talk about things way earlier than they probably should have. Um, you know, it's, I mean, honestly, it's like, I think you guys, you know, announced Splash Mountain about 18 months earlier than you probably should have. Um, so that, I mean, that part is not weird, um, but I do think that maybe it was a, a strange thing. I mean, just, I mean, especially for something as overall minor as, you know, what's just going to be a meet and greet, like, yeah, you know, I mean, like my my guess is it will probably be, some really cool imagineering animatronic you know like the little Groot thing that they've shown walking around like you know it might it might be something that that technologically is quite impressive um and so when it does eventually get here it will probably it, it could very well be be totally awesome mm-hmm. uh but even if and, co- and cost more money to make than the figment ride that, that right. currently sits there it, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. but but even if that's the case the fact that a you know you announced it as a, you know, you announced it as a meet and greet two years early without any of those sorts of details. You know, right. you, you know, if you'd had a prototype, you could have shown me a five second video of of a little animatronic figment walking around and said, that's why it's going to take two years, because yeah. this thing is going to be amazing. Like mm. that, that would have at least explained why you're telling me this now. Right. Uh, and so it's, I don't know. It's going to be a puppet. I mean, come on, let's lower I, expectations now. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be no. a walker. I think it's going to be a costume. Like I think a, it's going to be the, like a like a they, full. Oh, that's they did creepy. one. They did one. Oh, the original. So maybe they're just bringing that one back refined. Right. They're going to forget about this announcement, and then in two <laughs> weeks before, they're going to go. Oh, we got to dust that thing I off. I must have blocked that from my brain. The only one I remember is the one, the puppet one with Dreamfinder, where he's holding him in his arm. Like that's yeah, the big, only one I remember. Big figment. Um, big fig was certainly i mean we've talked about this uh in previous episodes like uh thick figment is a big deal so um having a big figment is uh important to people here i'll put it in our chat that way you can see it um yeah so we'll see about that let's just talk about we'll we'll kind of skip the location-based stuff for a second and just talk about meet and greets (laughs) in general terms um you bring on the grand uh, amazing people that you have. You bring on a John Favreau. You bring on a Kevin Feige for the theme parks panel, and you use them to announce meet and greets. It it, it all seems like real small potatoes. Is that? Does, I mean, we're excited about these things, but uh, I don't know. Is is it a strange? Well, I mean, would would uh, the Disney of the past been like 
here's a meet and greet. Like, be excited because we have nothing to, to no. show for it. Oh, certainly not. Yeah. No. Um, are we excited about any of these meet and greets, though? I mean, you know, when they when they and there's certain meet and greets that have moved the needle forward. Whether or not I don't even remember if they announced them, but like uh, the Magic Mickey at at City Hall is awesome. And when I don't even know if it still runs, but it was really great when it was there. Um, you know, the 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 the, the um, BB-8 one where he was sitting mm-hmm. on a little pedestal can move around. Like there are moments that they've come up with, hey, how do we do a meet and greet and sort of move the needle forward in terms of experience? But I don't recall any of those having giant announcements. But that's but that's again that's D23. They need content to fill the that that thing. Whether or not it, they don't care what scale they're announcing. I'm surprised we didn't get you know churro announcements and popcorn bucket announcements because that's what the, why not? Why would theoretically it is it is the products panel. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Well, and you know, and that's and I, I will say on in in def, in defense of the panel that that just happened. You know, at least we didn't get 20 minutes dedicated to Target. um like you know they it was technically the products panel but they did not focus on products uh, unless they were talking about merch you can buy in the parks which i will get i will at least say thank you to everybody involved for making that decision um i think i mean i yeah well no i mean in a in a in another world we would not have gotten you know d23 announcements for these things having said that um, I mean, they're, I still, I mean, they're, they're cool. And I think they're, you know, they're cut above. I mean, that, that Hulk based on the pictures I saw and the scale of Hulk standing next to Feige and tomorrow, like mm-hmm. that's a pretty impressive looking thing. Cool. Um, yeah, I cool. very much, I, you know, I'm, my only disappointment is that apparently they're going to limit, you know, it's not going to be around forever. So I, you know, and it's going to be showing up in two weeks or something and I probably will never actually see it in person. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's good. And that's going to make me sad, but like, it's, it's a cool thing. And I do think, I mean, Avengers Campus and Galaxy's Edge specifically are a little bit different in the way that they are that they handle characters. Uh, you know, it's not even it's not even really a meet and greet. I mean, in the in the traditional sense of you're going to stand in line to get a photo, you can do that in some places, but it's about having these characters just sort of walking around and being active yeah. within the space as you're walking around. And I think, and I do think that that's kind of cool. I do like you know wandering through Avengers Campus. And just walking by Loki and Black Widow and whoever, and so that stuff I, I think is cool. And so being able to walk by Mandalorian and see and see Grogu there is like that's going to be cool whenever that happens for me the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not you know I'm not going to rush out to the park to see it. It's not going to sell tickets, but it'll you know, but it'll enhance the experience for the people when they're there. Yeah. Um, is it is it odd that Disney Plus only has enough money to send these things to the West Coast? <laughs> is my only <laughs> quote. I like uh, as a Floridian, all these announcements. I'm like, that's great. And you know, poor Hollywood <laughs> Studios, not mentioned. Uh, you you they were like, no no no, we took you on a date. We took you on a big date. You you know that we went to Niagara Falls, and spent the weekend. I like you. You're on. You know, I gotta go concentrate on other girlfriends for a while. Cause like, man. <laughs> Studios got nothing. Well, nothing. well, I mean, well, I mean, studios. I think, I mean, the the studios has a multi-million-dollar problem at, as as it pertains to the future of Galaxy's Edge, mm. which is the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. Um. You know, they can't. The fact is, you know, for the for the storytelling aspect of the whole thing, you can't. If you if you if you start messing with the timeline of Galaxy's Edge, it's going to mess with the star cruiser folks experience 
And you don't want to do that because they're the ones paying way more money than the people who just bought a ticket to get into Hollywood studios. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I don't foresee them getting this this kind of cool stuff, you know, for quite some time, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait for five years until Star Cruisers finally shut up and, and, and no more. But um, that's my or they anyway. or they or they or they relaunch it and create a whole new story that allows them to. Yeah. Do more something. with it. Something. Um, who knows, but, um, let's keep moving. Uh, there's still so much to talk about and I don't want to hold everyone forever. Um, we're going to hit the West coast or yeah, we'll hit the West coast. Um, I just want, uh, everyone's initial thoughts on the new nighttime song, wondrous journey and, and, uh, uh why it sounds like it's, uh, you know, from an old Navy commercial <laughs> from 2008. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I didn't hear it. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah. You'll love it. Is I, it a new nighttime show or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's, the, it's the theme of the new, of the, the basically the 100th anniversary nighttime at Disneyland. Okay. Um, I heard it and I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's, it's not got a melody at all. Yeah. Oof. I mean, like, you know, it's one of the, you know, maybe in the context of the full show, it'll work. Um, but it does certainly, I don't think, stands alone as a song the way something like Happily Ever After clearly has for people. Um, I don't, this one doesn't, you know, all, and, you know, at the same time, you know, maybe it'll work the other way. Like maybe once I've seen the show and if the show works, then I'll be able to listen to the song by itself sure. and it'll have more meaning. Uh, but yeah, just, just getting it, getting it, you know, on the stage out without any of that context just did not do anything for me. I do not understand for the life of me why they're not just bringing back magic happens. Oh, they are. Oh, they, they are. are they? Yeah, yes, they are. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. It was a quick announcement, that. but yeah. Uh, it, that was a great, great parade. So <laughs> well, I, and was... you, you saw it in the two weeks it was around. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. I did. And I was like, this is one of the best parades I've seen in that park. Yeah. No, it's coming back. It's yeah. fantastic. No, I was, I, I, I had a chance. I did a phone interview with, uh, Jordan Peterson, no, not that one, uh, who is the show, di- is the show director for it. Uh, I, I did a phone interview with him a couple weeks or a month before the show debuted, and he got me all excited, and then I was not able to get down there in the two weeks it ran, so I still have not seen it. Yeah. Well, um, I will go ahead and put, I'll go seek out that new song and let you know in the next recording oh, how much I hate it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, right up your alley. Uh, put on your flannel and, and get yourself a... Get yourself a nice uh, home-brewed cider, and you'll, you'll fit right in with that song. Um, okay. Um, we have finally an announcement of the uh, multi – what they're calling a multiverse attraction for – I guess this is the e-ticket, I would assume, yeah. For, yeah. for Avengers Campus. Um, and it is replacing what we knew before as the kind of the Quinjet attraction. Uh, and this seems to be – uh, King Thanos, uh, the, the Thanos that won, battling everybody from all over the multiverse. A, a concept I like in the sense that we have all these characters running around anyways uh, out of canon sync. So multiverse, it, it, it makes sense to sort of allow that to happen. Uh, but they say it's coming soon. Why do you guys think they're saying it's coming soon? Uh, because they have a very inflated definition of what soon means. <laughs> That's true yeah, as well, right. for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, no, it's... I, I, I look at that artwork... Uh, the two pieces of artwork, the old one that was the sort of jetpack Quinjet thing, and now, and and my just again looking at the broader sense, broader world of their attraction development, there is no way they are not somehow reusing Flight of Passage 
somewhere yeah. else in the world because they're not building Pandora in California, probably never nowhere else ever. Um, and that flight of passage hardware is not only a big piece of engineering and very expensive, but very successful. We, everybody likes to throw, oh, it's just like Soren, and, but it's not. It's got no. it has it has really incredible dynamics. That turn it's around like, when you're on it, and then you tell me it's Soren. It's <laughs> it's a it's a death machine. I turned around, and that thing would kill you. Like, yeah. Yeah, don't don't mess. Don't worry about falling forward. No. Don't go backwards. <laughs> don't go backwards. Right. Um, if fall forwards, you have a chance at surviving. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's like it, it's such a different ride experience when it comes to simulation. It's a bigger screen, and it's got this heave motion and negative G's. So there's a lot going for it. I could, I, I just can't believe that they're not going to try to find a way to reuse it. So when I saw that first artwork years ago, my assumption was, oh, they're doing the Quinjet backpack, like jetpack thing, but on that motion platform. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting on the Quinjet and then yeah. there's a problem. And so they see, and you they down. drop you out. Right. Yeah. And then the things open and, and then your, your individual cars flying around, even though everyone's seeing the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that was my assumption. Right. So then uh, the new one comes out and it looks like a regular old ride vehicle and everybody's saying, Oh, it's just dark ride now, or it's, it's just Simpsons or back to the future. And I'm like, well, it could remember concept art is concept art. That that, that ride vehicle means shit. <laughs> if there's one thing we if there's one thing we learned this D twenty three concept art is just concept art. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't don't, matter. Don't don't overthink it. But, <laughs> it's but just going to show you everything. But but again that 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 uh, configuration of the of the backpack has its own issues in terms of accessibility. Sure. So even I was skeptical of it when I saw it. I'm like, how are you going to do what? What's the what's the the version of that that works for every audience member of every size and ability? Um, and, and even Flight of Passage works fine with that, right? Um, so it could just be that they're putting individual ride vehicles on the same motion platform envelope, the same kind of motion that's on Flight of Passage in the same in a giant configuration like Flight of Passage. But then I also thought, well, they did that with Rise. Rise is basically, the end of Rise is the same kind of mechanism that Flight of Passage does in terms of that heave motion and dropping. So it could be that it's, maybe it starts as a dark ride and then it locks into place and finishes like Flight of Passage. Just look, just trying to dissect the concept art, trying to dissect the last 10 years of attraction engineering and what they could put in California that they don't already have. That's where my brain went for all yeah. of that. Dirk, thoughts? Um... I mean, yeah, I mean, I think my it, it would seem to me that the ride, whatever ride we end up getting is probably going is, I mean, it's probably essentially the same ride we were going to get before. It's just the story that's changed. Right. Um, I think, uh, you know, what little we knew of that ride, uh, a, a fair amount of it was supposed to take place in Wakanda. So I have a sneaking suspicion that the biggest the, the the most significant impact to the original ride concept was not a pandemic. It was Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Um, and they may have decided, you know, cause I'm sure, cause, cause I'm not, cause I'm not sure you can put, you know, it's like, you know, if you're going to do black Panther and you, you, you gotta have him or just don't even bother. Right. Um, and so I have a feeling that that was, that may be what, what changed mm. that. Um, and so, and my guess is now they're just, they probably are moving forward with whatever they were going to do anyway. We're just, okay, we just need to change the story. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, and I'm just glad that it's, it's happening. Like, cause, yeah. cause if I, I, mean, I like Avengers campus overall. It's a, it's a cool place to hang out, but it needs, it needs a big e-ticket. And that's really going to, going to bring that whole land to life. The, the nice thing I think about multiversing it too, is in theory, if you want to add new characters that you're adding into the the mcu you can do right. it 
Right. Without, you can start to you yeah. can start towards it. Yeah. Yeah. The future in in film in in like film and and video based attractions is generative content, right? Like mm-hmm. like um, if if you think that they're done with interactive generative content after Millennium Falcon, you're sorely mistaken. That right. is some very powerful stuff. So if I can all of a sudden have Flight of Passage have five or six different rides, or if I can have different characters show up. So it's, it's, it's start, it's adventures continue on steroids. It doesn't have to be mm. just scenes. It can be characters and things that change within the frame. Yeah. So I, I would not put that past them. The, the, the hurdle for that has always been resolution and speed and size. Um, but nowadays with stitch projection, what is a flight of passage and what, like something like 28 projectors, Yeah, you could, um, it, it really, we're at that point where the tipping point where generative stuff at film quality is finally there. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of that in future attractions. I will have to say I was surprised that there was an announcement of a uh, Avatar Way of Water themed uh, variation of Flight of Passage uh, that the marketing no. budget would have paid for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seems like because, you know, they should have opened that with multiple sequences and we're still waiting for another yeah, one. So it could be, you know, what? it could really be easy. Keep the same ride film, same uh, your flight of passage and avoiding yep. the land optics and all of that stuff. But at the end, instead of perching on the end and watching the sunset, you dive into the water and there's a tag at the end. Yeah. Something, you, swim, you know, I think that yeah. would be dynamite, but yeah. Well, who knows? I, I feel like we would have known at this point, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. Um, let's end up, uh, we'll, we'll kind of have one more thing. And then if there's anything, uh, that sort of uh, threads you want to hit, we can do it. Um, Tian's Bayou adventure, uh, for both magic kingdom and, uh, Disneyland. We're looking at late 2024, um not a lot of explanation uh the again concept art sort of they went oh that's expensive let's just put a water tower and and uh which is fine <laughs> it's fine whatever uh they the two things that they were excited about i feel like at this t23 were meet and greets and lighting packages boy they wanted to talk about lighting packages they wanted um, to talk about about mist and lighting like okay maybe they're doing something fun because uh, think of like it's easy to say oh it's just mist and lighting but think of what they do in world of color with those little uh, sure. the little uh, the animated laser blobs that go through the air that's kind of first time i saw that i was like wait what am i looking at that's pretty cool mm-hmm. maybe they're doing something like that inside who knows i don't know yeah uh thoughts jerk um is this a i feel like uh, this was brought up in the last podcast that late 2024 seems like a pretty quick turnaround um well it it is assuming that you close your existing ride fairly soon can we move, yeah. can we move that along please i'm, I'm yeah. watching i'm checking my watch let's get that done um yeah i mean it i mean i guess it, it ultimately depends on on you know what all they're they're going to do in there once it comes time to, to start doing it and it sounds like you know they're they're not going to skimp on the animatronics and and they are gonna gonna really kind of go for it um but yeah like i mean the thing about splash mountain is that just the place is huge like there's so much like if you if you are going to essentially pull out all the old animatronics and put in a bunch of new ones that's going to take some time yeah um and so if that is what they're doing and i mean my guess is we probably won't have as many animatronics in the new version as we had in the old uh Mm. they'll they'll use other cool technology things to take up some of that space with other cool stuff and that's okay i don't have a problem with that on on spec um but yeah no i mean i think uh i mean you know i i didn't really expect them to to announce a splash mountain closure date at the panel that's not how they do closures <laughs> they do closures no. as quietly as they can and they know that this one is, is not going to be quiet when they say it yeah. but they're still going to try to be as nonchalant and they're going to bury it in yeah. a 
the seventh paragraph of a, of a Disney blog post. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I mean, hopefully that is going to that closure will happen soon and we can get started. I'm 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 excited for the new ride. Uh, I, I, I am missing the one thing I'm, I I do miss based on the the model that they were showing off was you know in that original concept art they had like Mama Odie's tree at the top tree, of the yeah. and like yeah. that I'm 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 I am bummed that that is not there because that would look awesome yeah um, and you know maybe, maybe maybe they can find some extra money in the budget to throw it in there before it's done <laughs> I'm I'm super excited for it it's my favorite um it's one of my my probably top three or four of the modern era from Disney. Mm. I love that film so much. And so I was very excited to hear them change it. Like the, the concept art there, that big change with the tree. My thought is, again, putting on my professional hat, is when you get to budgeting and you realize how much it's going to cost, let's do it inside where we have more control over her and she's a real character and not just a throwaway on the roof. Mm. Um, so I have a feeling we'll encounter her, Mama Odie, in the tree. but It'll be in the context of the ride and not as an outdoor scenic. Um, the, the thing that made me laugh about all the, 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 the we're, we're not going to get into all the negative racist idiots, but the, the one thing people complaining about that it's, um, there, you know, there are no mountains in the bayou. And I was like, <laughs> the original takes place in a bayou, you idiot. Like there, yeah. there's no mountains in space either, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and I did, did some imagineers say something about like a salt dome? Cause there, there are, yeah, they showed, so they, they mentioned that there's a salt dome thing that it's based on. And then you go look at the salt dome and it's a hill. Like I, there's, yeah. there's, you don't, don't have to explain it. It's fine. No, you're you're it's doing fine. a Tiana ride. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. They, I do appreciate the like the cultural kind of I, I don't I'm sure they do this with all sorts of stuff, but they kind of had this real Joe Rody vibe about like yeah. like we really went there and we really studied it and we like really understand the culture we're trying to represent, which is yeah. uh, you know you don't have to do that and 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 I felt that that was pretty nice. Here's the here's the big question I keep asking people: Are they going to sell um, farewell merch for Splash Mountain, or are they going to think that it's too big of a po- political gambit and just just for the first time in I feel like ten years, close a ride without any way of making money off of that closure. Is is it like where where do we think this is? This is their devil's like bargain. Is they, they love don't money, sell, but they hate bad publicity. So, but they also do don't land? they don't sell a lot of merch from the ride to begin with. They don't no. sell the, the plush of those characters anymore. Not that I've seen. Well, um, no, they yeah. they announced the closure and and everybody bought everything up for eBay and then <laughs> they've never made any more. So. Yeah, that that to me says we might get a T-shirt or a pin out of it, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, they they might do something small, something you know, yeah, like a T-shirt or a pin that says Splash Mountain, but obviously makes no other reference to anything that Splash Mountain might be connected to, um, <laughs> and and that will be the extent of it. Um, yeah. yeah, agreed. You know, it, Someone's it like, "There's a cue in that in that that image of saves yeah. the Splash Mountain. I can see it. I know. I know what's going on." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think they'll, you know. They will they will err on the side of not, I think, uh, you know, if they if they if they don't do something small like that, then then they will actually do nothing. Um, And it wasn't, you know, like they may, you know, you you may get the first Tiana's Bayou Adventure T-shirts in the store after Splash closes like the 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 I can't wait until it gets here T-shirt. Oh yeah, you know, is going to be the is going to be the the merch focus for that rather than goodbye to Splash. Yeah, looking forward. Uh, anything else internationally or anything else that kind of hit your attention about this D twenty three panel that uh, you thought was intriguing, gentlemen? Apparently not. Um... Gosh, we're so, we're both so blown away by it. Like, yeah. I, I just go back to my my first statement. Like, I. 
I, 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 I see why they do this thing and I'm, and I commend them for wanting to control their own messaging, but Mm -hmm. that literally lets all the air out for me of any sense of surprise or any expectation of surprise, because that's not what it's for. Mm -hmm. Um, at least not in, in a way that we used to look forward to these things. I think it's a, um, it's been a while since we had a D23 and that's, I think why this one had so much attention, but it's, uh, I, you know, I, I don't criticize it. Good. For, I, all that hard work on display is lovely to see. Good for the creators for getting out there in front of their work. I, I no complaints there. All that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's just nothing that I, the things I was most surprised about and the things that piqued my interest were the tiniest little things like yeah. the Mando costume and Hulk. And well, and, like, oh, that's and cool. for not being around for a while and having a lot of announcements, I, I, I still kind of feel like it was a, a big mirage for the fact that they have nothing to really compete against Epic universe or really to celebrate the hundredth. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like they've, they maneuvered wrong 10 years ago and now they're, they're left kind of in the lurch. And this is why we're right. doing meet and greets with Kevin Feige uh, yeah. announcements and stuff. Well, I mean, I, I, I think they, they found themselves in an, in a, in an awkward position, you know, in large part due to the pandemic and the closure and the way that that delayed everything. So we found, you know, we're in a position where I think, I think part of the reason that we got like, here's where we're thinking of maybe doing stuff in magic kingdom. Uh, like part of that is because had things gone as planned, Tron would be open and splash mountain would be done yeah. and all in, you know, and we would be ready for here's what's next at magic kingdom, you know, this past weekend, like, you know, we were due for that announcement. So people were expecting that announcement, even though, they're still halfway. They're, they're still stuck in the middle of stuff at Epcot and stuff at Magic Kingdom. Like they're not. They're not really there yet. But from the way the the cycle usually works, we should be there. So they mm-hmm. people wanted announcements, even though it's like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean you want? You're ready for the next new thing at Magic Kingdom? Like Tron isn't even open yet. Like that's the <laughs> next. That's the next new thing at Magic Kingdom. It's right. not even here. Give us a few months. Like you know, give us a few months. Let it open. Enjoy the new ride for a while, and then you can start asking for the next thing, please. But but people, yeah. you know, so the the cycles are off as far as like yeah when the announcements were supposed to come and when the rides were supposed yeah. to open and they're still yeah. trying to navigate how to fix all that and get back on track. And, and I think yeah. we're, we're, we're still clearly, we are still stuck somewhere in there and it's probably going to be another couple of years before we really figure out how to get back on track. Well, and, and, and again, this all goes back to that capital expenditure equation right it's easy to point to epic and go well universal's doing that yeah that was underway and the money was already approved and it was already set aside so it it had a pause it did not have a stop um and and everything that was uh, that had that level of investment and 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 momentum is already happening like tron and tion and things this all goes back to that band-aid that they ripped off with the layoffs and moving to Florida, that is mm-hmm. going to set back anything new for uh, the Florida and California audiences for quite a while. The, the capital money is just not going to be spent for my prediction is another three years. Is that mm-hmm. we'll, we won't we won't start seeing beyond the announcements they made now. You won't see any big new stuff for another th- three or four years. Yeah, uh, I will say though, congrats to the international parks for having Elsa's with faces. We appreciate that. Um, certainly not, certainly not jealous. Uh, about any of that um well gentlemen thank you so much for chatting with me about this stuff um yeah i hope to never talk about d23 to 2022 uh ever again uh, no we're done 
Put it to bed. Put it to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, if I do, it's going to be on a therapist's couch. It's going to be um, D86. Yeah. So uh, with that uh, wonderfulness, uh, of course, Red Castle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. And of course, if you liked this episode, we did a three-day uh, D23. You can look back and see those episodes. You can send us questions that you have about D23, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and all that is at uh, bit.ly forward slash Ratcastle. Dirk, where can people find your work? Uh, you can find my work uh, in the theme park section of cinemablend.com. Uh, you can find me being snarky on Twitter at uh, at c i c h i l d e underscore d i r k, um, and that's pr- I think I have an Instagram, but I like almost never use it. So, <laughs> like, I have Don't a worry, TikTok. No one wants to. No one wants have, to go on Instagram anymore, anyway. So yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, so yeah. Find me. You know, read my stuff at Cinema Blend. If you want to chat, we can do it on Twitter, and we'll leave it at that. Well, thanks for joining us, Dirk. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, And now, ladies and gentlemen, grab your belongings and exit to the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here?